Good morning. It is Monday, May 24th, 7.50 a.m. I hope y'all had a good week. I know I did. It's been very busy, mildly stressful with just the stress, though, is more tedium than anything, you know, like weird, tedious customer crap that keeps me up at night. Packages, things like that. Um, But something really good happened. I'm divorced, y'all. It feels great. And that was my big milestone that I was hinting at last week. I didn't want to jinx it, though. Um, I still have to file one last paper and then I'll be done. It feels great. I, For those of you guys that don't know, know me or haven't known me for very long, um, I was married to this guy for a little less than two years, about, let's see, eight or nine years ago. And he was abusive. And... It was just, I don't want to get into it, but basically I'm still healing from the stuff that he did. Um, He did some bad stuff. Um, And part of the reason why it took me so long to get a divorce from him is because I didn't want to have any contact with him whatsoever because he traumatized me pretty badly. Um, but fortunately I didn't have to have any contact with him and he didn't even sign any papers. He just ignored them. He probably hid it from his girlfriend or threw them in the trash or something. Um, so that makes it a default divorce and I had to wait 30 days. So each day I was checking the mailbox And it was really suspenseful for a while. But yeah, I feel feel so much better. And I can officially leave all that behind me and move on completely. I know there's some people out there who I had told that I hadn't gotten a divorce yet. And they're pretty judgmental of me. Um... And acting like, oh, it's so easy, you know, why don't you just do this, do that? But maybe if they had to live with this person and went through what I went through with this person, they would be in the same position. Um, So I just want to encourage you guys not to... That people have the reasons for doing things or not doing things. Anyway, moving forward... I found this crazy letter. Um, It's typewritten, and I believe it's, you know, I found this, where did I find this? I was walking down Powell Street from California Street. And at first I was, I don't know, I I didn't really notice it, but then I decided to pick it up. So I'm going to read that to you guys. 
Dear Gerald, this is a personal letter just to you. Notice, this is not a mass mailing. This letter came to you by first class mail, not by third class bulk mail. This is not a solicitation for money. In fact, you will get something of immense value from us, absolutely free, with no strings attached. So read every word carefully because you will never get another letter from us again. Gerald, please keep what I tell you secret because this information is confidential. These words are meant only for you. There has existed for many years an exclusive association, a secret society of some of the world's most famous and powerful people. These include renowned actors and musicians, leading scientists and intellectuals, self-made entrepreneurs and artists, millionaires, professional gamblers, Casanovas, statesmen. Many of these people you would instantly recognize. This association has uncovered some shockingly powerful secrets, and they share these secrets only amongst themselves. In fact, these secrets are the reason these well-known individuals have achieved great prosperity and drive the best cars. We are going to reveal to you absolutely free the greatest secrets of all time for money, power, romantic love. Seven years ago, I was like you. Out of the blue, I received an invitation from the association. They said I possessed special traits. I was flattered, excited, yet skeptical. But when I accepted their invitation, they sent their greatest secrets to me personally a few days later for free, just as they said they would. My luck changed so completely, I thought God must be guiding me, giving me special powers. Gerald, we are the rich, the famous, the powerful, and the creme de la creme of society. Famous sports and movie stars, musicians, billionaires, businessmen, intellectuals, and scientists. Be proud. Not many get this opportunity. And those who do consider this day, the day they received this letter, to be the luckiest day of their life. Let me explain. We are the society. There is a Latin word for us that means imperial, powerful, lordly, and magisterial. Many consider us to be the most powerful organization in the world. Period. Never heard of us? Good. That is how we want it. You will learn our clandestine name in time. We go to great strides to ensure our anonymity. Very few people besides our members and inductees like you, Gerald, know of our existence. You should feel pretty special right now. Not many were chosen as a 2021 inductee, but you were. And soon you may reap rewards you never thought attainable. While the society is covert, some of our members are extremely well-known, the rich, the famous, the best, and the brightest. Almost all of us grew up in humble circumstances, and many of us rose to almost unimaginable prosperity. All our needs and wants, wealth, power, romantic love, and happiness have been realized, and you will soon see there is nothing like being a member of the society. I know what you're thinking. So why is he writing to me? 
It's simple, Gerald. I'm obligated by an oath I made years ago to the society. I happily agreed to recruit a select few members who are worthy of this remarkable honor. I wish I could tell you who I am. But under advice from my counsel, I cannot reveal my full name. However, I can tell you that under ordinary circumstances, you'd never dream of receiving something from me. But I am going to send you the Society's Greatest Secrets for free. For as soon as you will realize these are not ordinary circumstances. I don't mean to brag, but I'm perhaps one of the most famous people in the world. If you own a TV, listen to the radio, browse the internet, you will find me in a news story. I reside in the upper echelons of wealth and power. But I've also known tragedy and heartache, too. I'll tell you more about my backstory as you read on. You'll note that this letter is marked for you only. Well, there it goes on, but I don't have the other page. That that was it. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> I wonder if it was from Donald Trump or something. Pretty weird. Has any of you guys gotten that letter? Maybe we all get it, but we never open it. You know? I thought it was so weird. I had to get it. I had to pick it up and read it to you guys. I wish I knew more about the crisis, the Palestinian crisis. I I sometimes feel like I need to know more about what is happening to the Palestinians. You know what I mean? I'm disgusted by the complicity in the U.S. And how we've upheld violence. Our satellite violence. It's so, it's so wild. Like when, when we were growing up, when I was growing up, I was taught that the Palestinians were Canaanites and Canaanites were the people that the Israelites fought in the Bible for their land after they were freed from being enslaved in Egypt. And I was also taught that Israelites and the Jews were, pardon me, God's chosen people as well. And one of the other things that I was taught was a lot of biblical prophecies. Now, these are the kind of prophecies that would give me nightmares when I was little. And a lot of them had to do with Jesus coming back in the Antichrist. Um, one of the, the things that my mom would say a lot 
and it was, you know, part of the church doctrine in general, um, or when there's peace in the Middle East, Christ will come back. He will come back. The Antichrist will reign leading up to the peace treaty for seven years. And all Christians will be forced to take the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is 666. If you don't take the mark of the beast, you'll be hunted down and killed. And in the meantime, you won't be able to buy food for your family. You'll have to live underground. You'll go into hiding and just pray they don't find you, but they'll find you. The followers of the Antichrist, people from the outside world. That's what I that's what I lived in fear of. And we were taught that the Palestinians, the Canaanites, were on the side of the Antichrist. Or however, you know, that was my interpretation of the massive amounts of indoctrination and information I received. Um, and there's also kind of a, an aesthetic trend or an aesthetic period. I I don't think it was just a trend of leaning heavily into Judaism in our, in our church. Um, for you guys that are just tuning in. I was raised Pentecostal. We spoke in tongues, did all that stuff. Um, but there, but a lot of uh, Old Testament theology was kind of whipped in and folded into um, the ideology and the style of of our church. Um, there were some of it, some aspects, many aspects of it were, were beautiful things. My favorite things about the church could be the Jewish stuff, you know. Um, we had praise dancing to messianic praise music, which is music that has a very, I guess, not klutzmer, but more like something Sephardic Jew, Jewish music. Um, lots of songs about biblical prophecy. prophecy. Um, some songs in Hebrew. Havenu Shalom Aleichem was one. We bring peace to you. Another song, Awake, O Israel. There were so many, so many of the Hebrew style songs mixed in with a little bits of Hebrew where we do praise dancing or watch people do praise dancing. Um, some of the, some of the outfits were pretty cool with involving sashes and tabards and that sort of thing. And then there were the banners. Um, the banners would sometimes have, you know, pictures of the Ark of the Covenant applicate onto them. They're beautiful banners. Um, 
one was a, a banner of David dancing, King David dancing before the Lord. And people would lift these banners up and kind of proceed around the church with them. Um, and then they would be on display when, when not in use. So it was really mixed into the culture of our church and the belief that Jewish people were the chosen people. The Israelites, to be pro-Israel was to be a good Christian and to be one who would be taken up in the rapture by Jesus. And to align yourself with God's chosen people was to... When you become a Christian, you become God's chosen people too. So therefore, that is where the the bond of Judeo-Christian religion is birthed. And I still listen, you know, I still listen to some of my favorite praise music that I listen to is that Jewish style music. Um, there's my favorite group is Lamb, and they have it's two Jewish guys who were part. I believe they were originally part of an organization called Jews for Jesus, um, and they formed a singing group, like a duo, and their songs are beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, but there's so much, even now, you know, I'm like thrice my age that I was then. And there's so much cognitive dissonance, you know, and fear. I've noticed a lot of fear has been coming up, even though I don't believe that Jesus will come back. I believe that Jesus was an amalgamation of several great philosophers who was hybridized into one succinct version of itself in order to keep the Jewish people from revolting when Rome occupied Israel 2,000 years ago. Um, That's what I believe now. I believe in Jesus as an archetype for healing and love. But there are many. But it triggers something in me And it helps me, what is happening right now, it causes me to think about why Christians choose violence and why they've, you know, why they support, and a lot of Christians support and advocate violence towards Palestinians. just because they feel that they're not God's chosen people. I want to tell you guys something. You are a child of God, no matter who you are. You don't even have to believe in God. You don't even have to know about God. You can think anything that you want. You are still a child of God. God is the universe. 
You're distinctly special and unique. You are a creation of love. You embody innocence and the perfection of this, of the beginning of time. You are a child of God. That is what's real. The Palestinian people are children of God. The violence towards them is un it's unjustified from every angle. And yes, I know there's violence on both sides. But what what the Zionist regime is doing is exponentially worse. And it's being couched in far gentler terms than we know. So if you're on the fence about anything, about religion, about what is happening in Palestine right now, remember, God is love. It's really important, it's really important to remember all that. Because we're in scary times, but you know what? It's always been scary. That's another thing I found out when I got out into the world. It's always going to be scary. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, isolate yourself from the world. Hide behind a doctrine of fear. Not give people a chance because they're different from you. Or they don't, they don't look like you. Or they didn't go to the same church as you. Where does it end? It's infinite. It's always scary. That's an aspect of our our planet. And it's okay to be scared. It's okay. So, so many nightmares I had when I was little of the Antichrist agents finding us in our basement because everyone in the Midwest has a basement, you know Um, taking us away putting us in concentration camps beheading us with guillotines guillotines strange, you know, leaders. There was another prophecy in the Bible where 
the Antichrist will receive a head injury and he miraculously recovers from it. One of the funny things I noticed, one of the really funny things I noticed, I started to notice as I got out of the the religion, is that no matter who is in power, unless they're Ronald Reagan or... A Demo- unless they're a Republican, basically, everyone else is a, the Antichrist, potentially. Mikhail Gorbachev was the Antichrist when I was a kid. And, you know, his port wine mark was often analyzed, you know, uh, the birthmark that he had. They analyzed it into oblivion. They thought it might have been a map of Armageddon. Um, they're also... Obama, in more recent times, was thought to be the Antichrist. Bill Clinton, you know, pretty much every American president or anyone who opposed a Republican president, you know, um, anyone thought to be communist. So (laughs) it's pretty silly, you know, but there are people that are still believing that way. And it doesn't do you any any bit of good. Well, I could go on and on about that because it is pretty interesting to me, at least. But on the same note, there's still a part of me that doesn't want to have a nightmare tonight. Even though I am not a Christian, um... But viscerally and unconsciously, I could end up having a nightmare. So on that note, I bid you adieu. And I've got a ship today. I've got a lot of packages going out. I'm going to make this necklace. I realize I'm not as enthusiastic about it as I was. I'm not. There's this this material that I have that is like this gold gold lame piping that's thick but it's a weird color of gold i don't know maybe i maybe i'll get through it anyway you guys have a great day thanks for listening take care bye bye